Welcome to another episode of Lead Me, where we help you take the next steps in leadership. Most leaders are aware of the importance of mindset, that our thoughts turn into our actions, which turn into our results. At the same time, self-defeating and repetitive thoughts can undermine our efforts to develop and maintain a positive and effective mindset. New York Times best-selling author John Acuff calls these repetitive thoughts soundtracks. Today on Lead Me, Pastor Eric and Zach will break down John's talk where he helps leaders and teams learn how to start developing a winning mindset by retiring the broken soundtracks that have been holding them back and replacing them with new ones that propel them forward. So we're going to be talking about John Acuff. Uh, he is a um, he is a best-selling author. He's a New Time uh, New York Times author as well. He's also a leadership expert, and uh, he was a, a speaker at the recent Global Leadership Summit for 2022. And uh, I felt like he had a, a lot of good information. Uh, definitely one of my top. I would say top three speakers of the summit. Uh, what what do you think about his? Yeah, I definitely thought it yeah. was really good. I would agree with that statement too that he was one of the top ones in the summit this mm-hmm. past year, as far as uh, the information and even the concept, because it was I think it, a, an interesting take on a way to kind of get the idea that he was mm-hmm. trying to share. So I don't, I'm sure you want to kind of get that across as far yeah. as. Talking about that, you know, I'll yeah, let you do the honors. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, during his um, talk at the recent Global Leadership Summit, he really delved into mindset. So he talked about goals, right? Each of us has goals. Uh, you know, with January right around the corner, hard to believe, but uh, you know, you talk about New New Year's resolutions, right? And why. You know, we take on these goals and they don't seem to go anywhere, right? We yeah. start, uh, you know, we do the task, you know, we take on the new challenge for, you know, one to, you know, maybe one, a couple of weeks, one, two, three weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just stops. And uh, that's what John really uh, talks about, you know, the importance of mindset and why it's so important to really identify. And he calls them soundtracks. Yeah, but, I, I think that's really kind of an interesting take to yeah. think about them as soundtrack because yeah. there are recordings that you play in your head mm-hmm. and oftentimes they reoccur. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, taking those, understanding that you have those and they, you have these recordings that are constantly going back and forth mm-hmm. in your mind. Identifying those is one right. step, I think, and then you know, as we dive in deeper, I mm-hmm. think. But I thought that was interesting. And what is it? What did he say? Ninety nine percent, ninety two percent, or what is it? Ninety two percent chance of failure for New Year's resolutions yeah. will fail. Yeah, ninety two percent. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, but the idea yeah. is that you've already kind of set yourself up not to not not to be successful right. because of the the soundtrack recording mm-hmm. that you play in your mind. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I've heard about, you know, like positive self-talk, you know, mm-hmm. that's always, you know, a positive thinking. And when he introduced this idea of soundtracks, it was, I know for me, it was a complete game changer because it's like identifying those broken sound records or soundtracks. Right. And it really, 
kind of lends, uh, it goes hand in hand with, you know, like, what are the questions you ask of yourself, you know, or um, one of the things that he talked about, and we'll delve into that a little bit more is, you know, like when you talk to someone, what's the soundtrack that plays in your mind? You know, it's like, oh, he reached out or he or she reached out. What do they want? You know, or they're always positive. You know, it's that soundtrack that plays. Well, I mean, I think that's very true because even when it comes to people that we sometimes have negative feelings for, sometimes we can have that negative soundtrack play. And is it possible to change that soundtrack to where we can start, you know, thinking more positively Mm -hmm. about that person or that situation, you know? And it goes along with situations too. Sometimes when we have a negative impact on a, or negative feelings to a certain situation, mm-hmm. we start playing those negative soundtracks in our mind. Like we're right. not going to be successful at this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. You know, it's like an issue I have is where I, I don't do a very good job leaving voice messages. So I have a soundtrack in my mind that's like, oh, no, I'm going to do a terrible job with uh-huh. this. And Adam has to coach me through it. So, uh, <laughs> But it's that soundtrack in your mind right. that makes it more difficult, right? It's not right. that leaving a message is that hard. Right. But it's the, the voice that you hear in your head that somehow you're going to fail or you're not yeah. going to be very successful with that. And so I think that, I think that you know, going, going to this idea, too, what – I mean, are we talking about the three things? Because there's three things. Do you want to hold off on that? Because we can talk about a little bit more of the other stuff first. uh, We can definitely uh, kind of go through that and um, talk about some of the, like, primary concepts. But the the first thing that he really mentioned was, um, you know, goals. You know, what are goals? And, um, you know, why do we take them on? And I think it's really interesting because he really introduced himself as being – a goal nerd, right? He always sets these goals and he wants to, you know, break X amount of records or I want to learn something new. And he takes on these goals. Like he he read a hundred books. Yeah. So a thousand Walked a thousand miles, yeah, ran a thousand ran miles. Ran a thousand miles and read a hundred books yeah. as like Good one of his goals, right? <laughs> <laughs> or how to learn how to play ping pong, right? Yeah. Like he hired somebody to teach him. I exactly. Guess. <laughs> exactly. But um the one message that he really started off with was this idea of starting is fun, but uh, the future really belongs to the finishers. And that's, you know, I felt like that was a huge concept because, you know, we all, I feel like every day, uh, I know for me, like it's, it's a new goal, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to start this, but then you kind of, you look back or, you know, I look back and, you know, there's always like these unfinished, unmet uh, goals or ideas. And so like knowing when to cut that off and or when to actually finish it and just yeah. strive through. And we kind of talked about that, like with the grind, right? Talked yeah. about grinding through mm-hmm. and pushing through. Yeah, this really lends itself to that. Um, well, to that and, concept. You know, and I think if it's okay, what was it? There was 90, 90, yeah, 99.5%, right? Is this correct? That overthinking, yeah. most of us overthink. Yeah. Just, just thinking about how, like, most of the time, your leadership is being impacted by just overthinking some of the things. Yeah. Like you mentioned about reading over past emails to, you know, after you sent it. Are you rereading that email? Right. Are you, in other words, are you wasting time overthinking about things you already did? Right. Or things are stopping you because you have this soundtrack that keeps playing mm-hmm. and playing again, playing again. Right. And you're stuck. Uh-huh. You know, and I think that's, that's something that we all should kind of consider, you know, because – um, you're not as nimble, you're not as quick to make decisions if you're mm-hmm. constantly overthinking, overthinking, overthinking everything. You know, yeah. you're not as fluid, right? Uh, in decision making, if if you're 
you know, and I, th- I think there's personality types that kind of play into that too. That's mm-hmm. probably more harder for some people to be able to, to overcome that. But I do mm-hmm. think that uh, it sounds like a pretty much everybody deals with that. Yeah. I mean, it's 99.5%. I'd say a lot of people yeah, absolutely. deal with that. So yeah, I thought that was interesting, very interesting, because that's something we probably do too way too much. We're, we're probably overly thinking things and it causes us either not to do anything at all. Like you're talking about finishing, how are you going to finish if you're overthinking it to the point that, you know, you're not even taking real steps. Right. Absolutely. Direction. Well, I think too, uh, it's fascinating because he brought about this concept of, well, he at least touched on it. And this concept of how many ideas have you lost before you even wrote the idea down, yeah. you know, and um, it's this concept where, and I've done it, I've done that plenty of times, you know, uh, you think of an idea that you want to have, and all of a sudden, your soundtracks start start playing, you start thinking of why that's a bad idea, yeah. you know, and we don't focus on, you know, why that's a good idea, we just focus on why it's a bad idea. And by the time we get to the end of the list, it's like, oh, I'm not even writing that down because it's not even really feasible. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be a good, uh, terrific idea. It just needs to be finessed. It needs some work and some time to develop. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going to build off of was, you know, a lot of times we give up on ideas, but then maybe they just need to be refined. Maybe yeah. it's like a diamond in the rough and, mm-hmm. and you're close. But it's not – I think sometimes we get defeated and we stop you know, with creativity and, and thinking about new ideas because we feel like, you know, it's not going to work out when mm-hmm. perhaps that idea won't be the same. Right. But a part of that idea will carry over to be something yeah. that, will, that will help you on the next step. You know, Absolutely. Or the next, next problem you face. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it just builds on you. And, I mean, uh, the one thing that I've learned is uh, you always want to, to really – take advantage of those ideas and Mm -hmm. really kind of go through the process, you know, the building process, because as you mentioned, you know, it could, it may only go so far like that. The life of that idea might go, might only go so far, but it may lend itself to the life of your next idea. You know, like the lessons learned, you say, all right, I know how to brainstorm because I brainstormed for this idea. It may not have worked, but I learned the skill of brainstorming through that. And so now you're more capable of doing that with your new idea. Yeah, I, I guess I, I mean, I'll, I'll just share this and may come across this as, well, I'm listening to the wrong soundtrack, so I'm just going to say it anyhow. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I was when I was in college and uh, we were doing a ministry called From This Moment On where we did skits and stuff, um, we, we wanted to create a, a, a promo video to show churches what we were about, what, what we could do, what we could offer. And, you know, back then you had vcrs i had this uh-huh. thing where you could you could record and and put some basic type on there and then another thing i used was mario paint which was a super nintendo uh-huh. game with a mouse and right. stuff so i create images in there take the screenshots of that off the recorded off the vcr so i could showcase the information uh-huh. but anyhow you know i guess you know when we think about solving problems it may come in different <laughs> forms or different shapes but to get there, you know, what's the harm in doing some some crazy things sometimes yeah. that you may think, well, that's silly or that's, Absolutely. Well, you know, be, be open to the idea that maybe those things are teaching you how mm-hmm. to uh, 
problem solve in different avenues or mm -hmm. different ways. You know, I yeah. think sometimes we get hung up on those soundtracks that say, you know, you can't do it that way right. or that you shouldn't do it that way, or you don't have the proper equipment or you don't have the proper know-how. Well, right. you know, that that's, those are limiting uh -huh. soundtracks that are just not going to help you get where you need to go. Right. I think also, I mean, that's a, that's a really good, uh, um, way that you describe that. Right. And I think it's also like the way I think of it is, um, problems are just questions that, are there to be oh, answered, like you know? So like Problems whenever something pops up, yeah. you know, it's, it's like how I need X amount for this project. Well, that's a question. How do I do that? Yeah. And uh, that, I've started to like catch myself whenever I start like going negative and then just realizing that's a question. Like, how do I answer this question? And then I think really the thing that like have fun with, problems yeah. uh, i don't know because you can't just try like this play box sort of uh, scenario right where you have a question and sometimes uh, i know i feel like a lot of times i feel like we have to like meet certain metrics or criteria and i found out that a lot of times um the best things i created was when i was having fun just exploring something like exploring a particular platform or exploring an idea and then that kind of lends itself to those questions whenever you encounter them. I wonder how much time we actually spend brainstorming yeah. ideas, you know, just uh -huh. just like you're saying, have fun with it, explore yeah. it, instead of feeling stress or yeah. feeling the worry of it or the weight of it. Right. You know, what if we looked at problems? I think that goes along with this idea of replacing soundtracks with, mm -hmm. you know, new soundtracks. What are the new soundtracks that you can do that, like you're saying? Right. Instead of it being a difficulty, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Instead of it being uh, something that's really hard, mm -hmm. it could be something exciting right. and a challenge. You right. Know, instead of feeling defeated by it. Yeah. Know? I think that that's true. I think that even when I've come across certain problems, you know, you can you can really hurt yourself if you're going in with the wrong attitude and the wrong heart, right. and and allowing those those thoughts mm -hmm. dominating what you can actually accomplish, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And I, that uh, reminds me of something my, uh, one of my art teachers uh, told me um, in college. And when it was mentioned, it, it really made sense. Um, they mentioned, all right, when, when you go to draw, so many artists, like starting out, they try to fight the subject. You know, whatever they're drawing, they're, you know, it's, it's them against that subject, you know. That like this is horrible this is bad and he said once you start realizing that it's more of like a dance right if you if you go to a dance you learn the steps and once you learn the steps you know it's just figuring out the motion of when to do things when and you know that clicked it's like oh gosh that makes sense you know so it's like with problems once we have those skills in place those soundtracks you know it's it's not a matter of fighting that problem it's a matter of all right I see a punch coming towards me, I know how to duck, right? Yeah. Or I know how to weave back and forth. And that's where that comes into place. But I think well, that's where... Yeah. Well, let me just add to that because I think it, it it's breaking the problem down to smaller chunks or smaller yeah, bites, chunking. right? You know, that, you know, how, you know, here's, here's where you want to be, but how do you slowly try to get there you know? mm -hmm. and and listen to the threat soundtracks can help you take steps rather than feeling like you you're so far behind you can't yeah. make it um and and i think that was so neat too because you also mentioned about overthinking mm -hmm. and i never really saw this um in this particular perspective before 
But John said that overthinking is occurs when what you think gets in the way of what you want. So I mean, it's such a powerful, like simple concept. And it's it, true. It makes so much sense. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, like you want a perfect email to be sent, but you're overthinking that email. Exactly. Because it's something you, you want, yeah. right? Yeah. Five hours later, it's, it's not sent. <laughs> yeah. And you just wasted five hours. You know, yeah. thinking about that, how much time does a person typically waste on overthinking mm -hmm. issues or decisions? It's like, you know, some people get stressed about confront confrontation. Um, but, you know, the sooner, usually I find the sooner I deal with it, the better I feel. Yeah. But the longer I put it off, the worse. Yeah. And then it, even the time that I'm waiting for that, the anxiety of waiting for that is prolonged yeah. and stronger when I put it off. And it's something, you know, a lot of us know we need to deal with it. It's just, we, we, we let it hang yeah. out there and then we're miserable the whole mm -hmm. time. But if we would just deal with it, yeah, it would free us up. Yeah. Bad news uh, does not age well. Someone yeah. told me once. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, we're not the only ones that really, struggle with overthinking right everyone struggles with overthinking i think it's really an inherent part of human nature and john kind of talks about well what do you do i mean like do you just turn your brain off you know what do you do and you know it's impossible to turn your brain off so what what can we do and he brings this idea that the brain is always uh, is trainable, right? He talks about neuroplasticity and uh, the ability of the brain to be trained. We just have to be aware, uh, aware of those soundtracks, aware of those those ruts uh, that we make in our mind. And yeah, so he talks about that, and that's where we go into soundtracks. Yeah, and he defines soundtrack as a repetitive thought. Mm -hmm. And so, like, how many repetitive thoughts do we have every single day? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that we play the, the same soundtracks in our head all the time. And, you know, maybe there's been bad experiences uh, in the course of your life. Maybe there's, you know, there's good soundtracks that have been playing mm -hmm. through the course of your life. But I think we sometimes we're still dealing with soundtracks that we heard when we were in middle school or right. when we were a kid or somebody was negative in some way. And that soundtrack finds a way to creep back in right you know when we're dealing with a certain issue or a certain problem um you know i think that that we have to be mindful of those mm -hmm. and understand and i think that's kind of taking more of a self-look at yourself and understanding mm -hmm. why those are coming up mm -hmm. identifying them and then saying okay you know how can i replace that how right. can i change that soundtrack to say i don't want that to be said about me mm -hmm. it goes along with uh you know, I think about this uh, every once in a while about writing your own obituary. What do you want people to say about right. you when you die? Well, that by saying those things out loud or writing them down, you know, it's a way for you to kind mm -hmm. of put vision there to say, right. well, that's what I want my life to be. Right. So you're more likely to lead your life that way uh, by putting those words down now mm -hmm. rather than just putting them on a tombstone right. <laughs> down the road. You know what I mean? Like I could embody those words right. in my life now if I set them in front of me. Right, because you've set that goal in front of you. Like yeah. you have a target to hit. Yeah, and I think I think that's, that's, you know, kind of the core of what he's talking about is that, you know, the idea that you can you can control some of your 
your thoughts. You know, you, you're not just totally helpless there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a mind that can learn and unlearn things. Right. And, and it, again, it, it has to be delivered on our part, but we can change mm-hmm. our outlook on things right. over time. Absolutely. Know? Well, and the thing too is, I feel like I've used that excuse as a crutch. You know, I, I still do. You know, oh, do. I, I can't, I can't change my thinking. You yeah. know, and it comes down to like those core choices. You know, one of the things that um, I've been trying to do lately is, you know, whenever I feel anxious or uh, whenever I feel like anxiety or concerns or worry or frustration, right? Like that's a trigger to say, gosh, you know, this is the perfect time to, you know, take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, it doesn't have to be like this 10 minute long prayer. It could just be, you know, this quick five to 10 second prayer, just saying, Hey, you know, I can't take care of it. Like I'm overwhelmed, but uh, I'm counting on you for wisdom and strength and guidance. And um, that's something that, uh, that the concept was really easy at first, but like tracking those moments when you flip into, you know, that autopilot, that auto response. Yeah. It's really hard to identify those like in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? And just like anything, we created habits. So, you know, we have to unbreak those habits that are, yeah. you know, as we change the soundtrack, you know, yeah. keep those ones that are, we want to be thinking about to break the bad habit, you know, yeah. ones we're trying to get rid of or change. Uh, and the one thing too is uh, soundtracks. They they build. They build so much on top of each other. You know, he had this. John had this concept of uh, soundtracks. Uh, a whole conglomeration of soundtracks together creates the culture for a company. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's almost like a band playing, right? Yeah. Uh, if you know, if you have or like a symphony, if you have one person that's off key, like you could tell, but. It's when all those soundtracks play together that, you know, it becomes the culture. It becomes yeah. uh, the song that the company, uh, you know, hopes to set forward. You know? Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, uh, the great uh, the other thought, too, that he had was great thoughts lead to great actions. And I, I found that powerful and just because it's almost like a snowball, like the snowball effect, right? Um, I always find that negative actions uh, or negative thoughts really have like the snowball effect, right? You know, you think about it, you know, you're late. And so now you're really like, oh gosh, I'm late. Now, now you have a slow driver in front of you. Like it snowballs. So yeah. it's like the same thing with like great thoughts. So, you know, uh, being a positive influence, uh, you know, really identifying that saying, hey, you know, I, I can't really change what happened, but uh, I can make a choice as to what I'm going to do from that point forward. But, but yeah, so he talks about um, really uh, the identification stage. And one of them is just talking about um, leaders, like how does that fit into leadership? And uh, the role of the leader is to find those broken soundtracks and to replace them. Mm -hmm. And that was such a crucial part. Yeah, because like if you're you're on a team or working with a team, it'd be easy to kind of, I mean, like, we've probably all worked in different environments. Some environments can sometimes mm-hmm. be toxic. So how yeah. do you change that soundtrack? Right. You know, as a leader, you start implementing things that are heading in a right, better direction as far as soundtracks being things that have been said, things are being talked about, trying to create more positivity in the workplace uh-huh. rather than the negativity that's there. Right. You know? 
And I mean, like, what are some, like, what are some like negative soundtracks that you've encountered before? Oh well, you know, one is defeat. I mean, yeah. just you can't do this, right? You know I mean, like, or this isn't going to work, or <laughs> uh, you know, this is a dumb idea, right? You know what I mean, like, so yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen that in myself. I've seen that in other people. You know, this mm-hmm. skepticism. You know, right? Um, and so I think that's very, and sometimes that can be very contagious. Either mm-hmm. way. So you can either have positive soundtracks that really stir, stir it in a positive direction, mm-hmm. or you can have negative ones that deter it. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that we all deal with that type of, I feel like our worst critic is ourselves. <laughs> you know, if, if we could get past that, yeah. um, I think that so many more ideas would come to light, you know, we'd be more willing to be open. And I think too, as though, we get so attached to our ideas and uh, we've, we've, it's hard not to, but uh, we attach our identity to those ideas. So it's like, if we shoot an idea out and someone like shoots it down, it's like, ah, oh, they, they shot me down as a person yep. instead of that idea. So that was, that was something I had to start getting used to is mm-hmm. that, you know, that idea should be separate from me mm-hmm. because when you start, doing that your 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 idea becomes your identity it just throws everything off out of whack and yeah. it really does it, it changes the whole dynamic of what you're trying yeah. to do because you you take it personal mm-hmm. and maybe that idea needs to be improved maybe yeah. that idea needs to be uh, uh molded and shaped right. more to be better you mm-hmm. know, and make a difference more right and uh you you holding on and protecting it oftentimes you're afraid to share. Mm-hmm. You're you're hesitant. And right. You're um, protective over it, <laughs> and that's not good. That's <laughs> right. not good because if your idea is good, it's going to stand on its own, and right. then you got to be able to let it go and, and let it be what it needs to be. Right. And ha- be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing too that I've learned, you know, because I mean, I I would say I've had some pretty good ideas over the years. There's, you know, I joke around that there's been some terrible ideas sometimes, but you know, that's not going to be your last idea. Right. Right. There's always going to be another idea. There's always going to be, you got to believe in yourself and believe to me in God that God's going to supply you with new things. Right. And, uh, that, you know, you, you don't have to hold, hold everything into that one idea, Mm -hmm. uh, to be successful. Right. You know, let ideas flow out of you. Right. And and see where that leads you. And like we've talked about before, like we just talked about it just a few minutes ago. You know, who's to say that idea may be bad right now, but it doesn't mean it may come back around and, and be a learning experience or a teaching moment or right. be something that can be re-adu- reintroduced later. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, it's really important to have those that flow of, you know, different perspectives because ideas bring out different perspectives. And one of the biggest... Uh, well, one of uh, one of the like broken soundtracks that's most prevalent, I feel like, in organizations and um, you know companies, is this idea of you know that's how we've always done it. Yep. You know, um, you may have come across a good idea and it could have worked for that you know that season, but you know, and the environment changes, external factors changes. You know, you could be through a different season, and what worked then 
may not work now. Or it could have possibly been a bad idea to begin with. Wasn't it like Xerox or some other company Mm -hmm. like that had the idea for the personal computer? Yeah, that's right. they had Mm -hmm. sat on it because they were afraid of what it would do to their business. Right. And it's like, wow, you know, like you're letting an idea like that Uh go to waste. And I can't remember if it was Bill Bill Gates or if it was... I thought it was Steve Jobs. I think it is Steve Jobs Mm -hmm. because I was trying to remember who it was but i you know it just made me think about that like how many ideas are you sitting on mm-hmm. that are fantastic ideas but you're afraid of uh the future or you're mm-hmm. afraid of loss of business when it makes me think too an organization always needs to be taking risk right i mean i'm not saying go crazy like a church you know <laughs> we're not we're not we don't need to be doing all kinds of crazy things right but if we're not willing to take some, some risk, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're going to find ourselves behind the curve. Right. And if you're behind the curve, then you're not making as much of an impact as you could be. I'm right. not saying that some, you know, some churches, unfortunately, are, are headed to the dying path mm-hmm. because they're they are not willing to make changes that are necessary for their church to thrive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thankfully, we're at a good church and i hope that most people that are watching this or listening are a good church too but um that is taking some risk moving forward Mm -hmm. again the gospel doesn't change but if you don't take some risk um you know you're going to get behind right and uh there will be things that will pass you just like in technology i mean Mm -hmm. you know just like we're saying i said about xerox you know here they had an idea for a personal computer or this new technology Mm -hmm. and yet they sat on it Right, because they were afraid. Right, you know, that, that fear never really works. In, no, uh, in 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 leadership or even even personal goals. Right, uh, being afraid of something doesn't doesn't work out. Right, so it's that idea of like stepping into the opportunity during the life of that opportunity. <laughs> right, yeah. and I think that uh, you talked about how it's it's a learning uh, it's a learning experience, and John talked about this idea of starting out, you know, write your goal, see what your thoughts are, you know, just be really open to that process and say, you know, what, what am I thinking? Because he said each of these, uh, each of these moments is an educational moment. You know, it's, it's a moment to learn about why you're thinking that way uh, or in that particular perspective. And yeah, he said every reaction is, uh, uh, is an education. Yeah. And uh, if it's if it's too soon, I mean it's okay. But yeah. I was just uh, this part really spoke to me uh-huh. where he was asked the loudest uh, soundtracks: mm-hmm. uh, Is it useful? Or wait a minute: Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. To evaluate you know the soundtracks you listen to. In other words, mm-hmm. when you hear these loud soundtracks, you know ask this question: Is it mm-hmm. true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Uh huh. I think it's a very really great way to evaluate you know what are you what what voice are you hearing or what soundtrack is playing in your mind over and over again number one is it true really look at that give it a good look yeah is that true because a lot of times it's not it's fake it's false it's it's a false pretense Mm -hmm. and then is it helpful is it going to get you where you're going or is it deterring you i think that's a very good evaluation and then uh, lastly, is it kind? Is it, right. is it beneficial? Is it <laughs> is it destructive or is it encouraging? You know, because right. 
you know, like you said, we are so hard on ourselves sometimes. And I'm not saying that's, I think that's probably because of the fall of man, because when we sinned against God and we ate of the, you know, Adam and Eve ate Mm -hmm. of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it made us to this point where we think that we're judges and that we can judge these things. And I think that we judge ourselves, you know, thankfully God doesn't judge us the way we judge ourselves because God is a God of love. He's a God of grace. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, not to say that there isn't a right way to live, but God loves us enough to, to give us this mercy uh, Mm -hmm. that we don't deserve. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, it's so important to listen to the right soundtracks and, um, not become uh, this this judge in your mind that that you need to beat yourself up mm-hmm. or you know right you know totally destroy yourself when when you know you're not listening to the right soundtrack you just need to change the voice that you're listening to right I mean that's uh, I mean I I completely agree that is like when you break everything down and you get down to its like simplest method I mean this is those questions are phenomenal just to ask in the moment yeah you know, because it's so easy to say oh gosh you know like what do i do now you know once again you go into the analysis paralysis right mm-hmm. but uh just, just just those three questions i mean if Con. we if we just ask that like mm-hmm. each time yeah i mean how much more effective would our decisions be would uh would our um you know the paths we take like how much more beneficial would those be if we just ask those questions at the least, it would probably help us stop asking that question or say, okay, that, that's enough. I need to stop, you know, if we find out that it's not true, it's not helpful, it's not kind. Yeah. You know, okay, I can't, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't right. be doing this. You know, I need to change. Yeah. Well, it's neat too because uh, kind of getting into that idea of um, some some of the questions we ask ourselves or some things we uh, tell ourselves it's this idea of, you know, we've heard that as, you know, like I'm too old or I'm too young or, and uh, he, John talked about that fear really attacks like both sides of the coin, right? So one moment that you think you're too young to do something yeah. and then before you, you look up and then all of a sudden you say, oh, I'm too old. So it's yeah. like, when, like, when did this perfect opportunity occur, <laughs> well, right? Like, was it? How much of a sliver of time was right, that 10 years? Exactly. Or, yeah. Like, what yeah. was that perfect balance? Yeah. And well, you know, I, I'll never forget this. I joke around about it and I'm halfway seriously if my body would cooperate with me, but <laughs> I could see me retiring from, from full time, you know, um, you know, being a pastor mm-hmm. and, and going back to youth ministry because I saw a video one time of this, uh, 80 year old lady and she was a youth pastor and the uh-huh. kids just loved her. And, and it was awesome. But like, why you and I? I remember my grandma. Uh, she would always do things like have backyard clubs, and I mean, she was in her seventies, you know, doing those type of things. Um, I just think that's awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let age define right. you. Don't let, don't let, you know. Maybe there isn't things you can't do, mm-hmm. but there's still something you can do, right? right? Maybe I can't do everything I want to do mm-hmm. at a certain age, but should that stop you from being able to accomplish something? Right. Um, Again, it goes back to problem mm-hmm. solving. Just yeah. because I'm facing a problem doesn't mean I can't figure another way out of it. One of the thing too is uh, I think we have this like preconceived notion of what the solution to that problem looks mm-hmm. like, yeah, and so definitely. when we can't meet the criteria <laughs> yeah. for that solution, we think, "Oh, I can't do that." Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I would say that was one thing about doing upward basketball. You know, we've talked about building a gym here, mm -hmm. and that's something we still would like to do in the future. But, you know, like, you know, we could have sat and said, well, we can't do upward basketball because we don't have a gym. Right. And uh, it made me, I realized, you know, like a year, I guess it's been close to a year now. Wait a second, why don't we just use somebody else's gym? Right. You know what I mean? Like what's going to your point, you know, whatever whatever hurdle or obstacle you're facing is, is there a way, I can't go through that obstacle, but is there a way around it? Right, absolutely. Or is there, like you're saying, there's so many things that we, um, we have a narrow scope. <laughs> I think about this with chess, right? Playing right. chess. Because when you play chess, you have to have an overall view mm -hmm. of, the, of the board. Uh, and you have to understand your pieces. But then, you know, for me, sometimes I get locked in on, okay, here's my pawn or uh -huh. here's my knight. Right. And, and you, you, lose, you lose the scale right. of where you're at. And I think that's sometimes what happens with us is we kind of get our, um, what is that called? Uh, um, vision or... Um, like tunnel vision? Tunnel vision, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking about, that where you're just focused on that one area. Uh -huh. And I think that going along with the soundtracks, mm -hmm. what he's talking about, is that causes me just to think in this scope, this way, and I'm not open to the idea that there may be other possibilities right. out there. Absolutely. You know I mean? Well, and uh, the thing, too, is, uh, you know, it kind of brings uh, to the idea of, like, why do we want to identify broken soundtracks? And um, he really, John, really kind of segues into this idea of, well, what do we replace them with? And yeah. I think a lot of the thoughts that he mentioned, I mean, it's a starting point. You know, there's so much more things that we could do, like uh, with, um, you know, spiritually. and But these are just like some of the jumping off points. And he talks about like even now uh, where it seems like there's a crisis every single turn, right? Yeah. Uh, crisis magnifies kindness. And that was huge because the kind things that we do as individuals are worth so much more than they used to be. You know, it's like when people see crisis, you know, we should be the ones that see opportunity, opportunity to be yeah. kind because that shows like this clear delineation between, oh, this truly is a Christian. You know, like I was here and no one helped me and yeah. you stopped, you, yeah. you know, you stopped by and you helped me out. And yeah. it really shows uh, it really gives us a prime example to model, you know, what Christ modeled for us. Yeah, it's like when you see total darkness and you have one little light, that right. light shines almost brighter because right. there's this this absence of darkness. And so you have this light that's just shining out. Right. So like in a dark room, if you had one little light, that light's going to speak. That mm -hmm. light's going to send those rays of right. light Absolutely. throughout the room. And it's just, you know, it's just interesting how that, you know, just like you're saying, like, when there is crisis or situations like, and I think to add to what he's saying there too, like I think about, you know, like, like I think about songs, you know, like sometimes like you listen to a song in the morning and it kind of sticks in your head. Mm -hmm. When we create good memories with those soundtracks that are positive, I think it just reinforces, mm -hmm. you know, like when we were able to retire those old ones that are, you know, broken and not, not getting us where we want to go and we replace them with positive ones right and we see success we need to celebrate that and just mm -hmm. remember okay this was this was a good thing it was a good thing that got me here right and, and replay that soundtrack over and over again yeah know, keep us going yep uh yeah absolutely and i think so 
I don't know about you, but sometimes it's so easy to lose that feeling. You know, it's like um, I, I started running earlier this year, right? And I remember feeling so good. You know, you get you get that hit of like endorphins, right? And you feel so good. That lasted about a week. Right, right. <laughs> well, so a little longer. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I stuck with it for about two months, two, two and a half oh, months. Yeah. That's good. But then, longer than I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, busyness cropped in, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, like, you forgot how well you felt, you yeah. know? It's almost like, uh, I kind of think of it as like the Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the desert, they forgot how good they felt to be free right yeah. and they almost you know not almost they wanted to be back in slavery and that, that was kind of like my thoughts like we, we so easily forget what it felt like to be free yeah. or to feel good in that moment and um, that, that goes back to my thought about risk is that if you're not continuing to take some form of risk then you're not adapting and you're not changing uh, right. I think I heard recently that that's been sticking with me um for a few days now is you know what got you here won't get you there right you know so like you know as far as you know i don't want to just stay the same person i am today i want to grow i want to become better i want to become a better leader i want to become a better pastor so you know what got me here to this position is not Mm -hmm. going to get me to the future that i want to get to you know i mean like i need to adapt i need to grow i need to learn and uh you know I think it's really important for all of us to continue to be learners. Right. So going with the soundtrack idea is like, what soundtracks could I be replacing and retiring that I've been listening to up to this point? Right. That could be new soundtracks to get me even even better, even exactly. stronger, even you know more where I need to be. Exactly. And uh, also, I'm just gonna string together a few of these sure. uh, quotes that he mentioned, and there's like four of them, but they all have the same. We uh, the same thread woven through the idea, but the first one is like we replaced our soundtracks, right? Because and we what we want to do is we want to replace it with this idea of caring about the people. Um, well, it says care about the people you care about. Mm-hmm. You know what do they care about? You know, yeah. and uh, also about that it's much better to meet a need than to invent a need. So many times, you know, we want to try to create that need. There's plenty of need around us. We just have to find a way to meet that need. And um, the other thing is when you ask someone what they need, they become visible and valuable. And, you know, they become valuable to the organization because, you know, hey, you asked what I needed and you actually – you asked and you took action, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, a, a lot of times like we try to create like a feel good, like sort of uh, mentality where it's like, Oh, I see what you need, but we don't act upon it. And that's actually even worse because you asked the input and the input doesn't, you know, uh, no action was taken from that input. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, I mean, those, uh, those were some of the, a lot of the things, I mean, we could go like really in depth with a lot of this information, but that was uh, really the general overview of uh, what John talked about. Do you have any any other things that... I mean, I would just say, you know, I mean, I don't know everybody else's experiences. I know we come from all different backgrounds, but growing up in an abusive home, there was a lot of soundtracks that mm-hmm. were shared to me by my father. And uh, it took a, and it still at times takes a lot of work to mm-hmm. replace those, right. um, because when people that 
you want to care about you say things that hurt you mm-hmm. um it can take a process and so right. i'd encourage people not to let those stay there but try to try to replace those retire those and put it in with like like i guess that's why that hits me so much is it true is it helpful is it kind because right. if it's not those criteria so you really shouldn't be listening to those things right those the those things are what what matters so right yeah perfect yeah thank you i mean thank you so much for sharing that because i mean it, it is difficult i mean we have our own paths that we have to deal with Absolutely. and each each of those situations are unique and uh, but it's still the same magnitude to yep. us you know and yeah um yeah absolutely and yeah uh, and really uh just like kind of like in closing uh john mentioned that we could take overthinking and we could turn into our superpowers so yeah really, I like that. how do you say that uh the overthinking from a super from a super uh, problem, problem to, to a superpower, superpower. yeah right. i like that i think that was good Yes. So, yeah. So once again, that was, uh, that was really what, uh, we had for today and, uh, Thank you. another, uh, another snippet into one of our GLS speakers. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, leading us through this. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that this has helped you to take the next step in your leadership. Be sure to join us next time on Lead Me. Take care. <laughs>